Hi, welcome to Lighthouse Vineyard Church. Thank you for joining us. If you would like to know more about us, feel free to visit us online at lighthousevineyard.church. Enjoy the message. Well, good morning, everyone. My name is Matt. I'm a pastor here at Lighthouse. Um, I do want to, men, at the men's breakfast, there will be no charcuterie board. Um, just want to put that out front right now. I'm, no, I'm just kidding. They are, I like, they are good. I eat off charcuterie boards, so. Um, hey, I know Emma announced it. I do want to um, emphasize the starting point group that we have coming up this Tuesday. This is the last weekend to register for that. And so if you are newer, this is um, a great, great way to get connected with people that are in the same I guess, season that you are. So, um, yeah, if you are newer and interested, sign up for this class. It's free, like she said, but it's a great, great way um, to get connected uh, with, with, like I said, other newcomers that are looking to get connected. So um, I'd really encourage you to sign up for Starting Point. Um, All right, with all of that, to introduce today, I want to talk about, I'm a little bit younger where I, I i remember when this happened but i never participated in this it was the old the, the gas stations not the old like the old school mentality of gas stations when you would go to the gas station and somebody would come out and they would fill your tank up for you right the full service i think is what they call it they'd come out and they'd they'd fill your tank some places they would check your oil and and tire pressure i think when the when the was pumping and yeah clean your windshield and then you just give them the money, they'd run back in and bring out a receipt or bring out change or whatever. So I, like I said, I, when I, by the time I started driving, they didn't have those anymore. But I remember being a little kid in the car when that, when that happened. And then there was kind of like this shift of where you could pick either the full service or the self-service, and then it kind of just did away with full service. But when I, when I thought about that, it was... I wish they had that now. I wish they had that when I drive, right? Like, I want to be able to go and just say, yep, fill her up, and then, like, because I don't want to get out of my car, especially on days like this when it's cold, but it's a great service, right? It was really a good service. I kind of get, I understand, like, financially probably why they don't do that anymore, but, but man, what, what a good service. In my driving lifetime, I think the closest thing to a full-service gas station is the drive through at a restaurant, right? Like, that's about as close as we come anymore, um, but I, I, lo- I just love the idea that, that they're going to come out and they're going to serve you. And, it, and it's really honoring to like, I don't have to get out of the car. I just roll my window down. They clean my windshield. They check my oil. They fill up my gas. And I just give them the money. Like, I love that. Because we talk about this service. It's, it's nice to be served, isn't it? It's nice when, when somebody serves you. It's nice really for, for us to serve others as well. And some people, they like to be served more than others, right? There's some people that, that there's like service just fills their tank, not, I guess that's pun intended with a gas tank, but it, it really fills their, their spiritual tank, their emotional tank more than it does for other people. And part of the reason is it's because it's one of the love languages that God speaks. And so we are in a message series where we've been talking about the love languages of God. And this series is based off of a book called The Five Love Languages. It's by Gary Chapman. And he describes a love language as this. It'll come up on the screen, but I'll read it. In the book, it says this. It says, each person 
has a primary love language, which means that one of the five love languages speaks more deeply uh, than the other four on an emotional level. And so we talk about receiving gifts, right? You, some people, it speaks more to them to receive, or not gifts, to receive service than for others. Um, where am I? It says, when someone speaks my primary love language, I am drawn to that person because he or she is meeting my basic need to feel loved. And so when we talk about this, we've been, we've been this is week four of this five-week series, and we've talked about, about being filled being filled, filled with love, but it doesn't have to do necessarily with like romantic love. Um, it's loving, it can be that, but it's also just loving people and loving family and loving friends. But that's how we, one way that we can feel loved. There are five love languages that we've talked about or that are in the book. We've talked about, this will be the fourth one, but there's words of affirmation, quality time, receiving gifts was last week. Rose taught on that last week. That's why it's still in my mind. Today we're going to do acts of service, and then next week um, Pastor Clint will talk about the love language of physical touch. And again, in this series we've talked about um, how we can love other people that way, but we've also talked, these are love languages that come from God. And so we've also talked about how we can love God through these love languages and how we can feel the love of God through these love languages. And so again, last week we talked about receiving gifts. If, if your love language is receiving gifts, I would encourage you, go back and listen to this message if you, if you haven't heard it. Um, and then again, this week we will talk about acts of service as being our love language. And so again, in the book, acts of service is a love language. Chapman describes it this way. It'll come up on the screen. It says, actions speak louder than words. The old saying is especially true for people whose primary love language is acts of service. Doing something that you know another person would like, uh, like to have done is an expression of love. Examples include cooking a meal, paying bills, giving someone a lift to the doctor, uh, walking the dog, quizzing your son or daughter before a test, helping a friend jumpstart their car. The list could be endless. The person who speaks this love language is always looking for things he or she can do for others. The person whose primary love language is acts of service, words may indeed be empty if they are not accompanied by action. And so that's what, if, if that's you, if you feel like, man, this is how I feel loved. When people do these things for me, th then this might be your love language. Does that sound like anyone in here that... Yeah, that's my, that's my love language is, is when people do an act of service for me. So yeah, that was some of you. Well, we have um, a couple people. We've done this throughout the series too. We have a couple people where this is their number one love language. We're going to come up and just ask them a couple questions on how they feel love. So one is Ron Betzer is going to come up, and the other one is Lori LaFreeze coming up. That is my wife. This might be a little scary for me. Um, I might... <laughs> I might learn a thing or two here, so we'll come up. Let me get you a stool, Laura. Yeah, if you could grab that stool for me, that'd be great. Anything else, dear? Acts of service, Matt. Amen. Logan, will you take notes for me during this? Thank you. Logan is my son. So, all right, so just three questions. They're not very hard. But give us an example of a time when someone spoke this love language, acts of service, um, to you really, really well. Feel free to use me as an example. 
too funny. So um, quali <laughs> quality time is a close second for me. Um, but there was, so typically it's when someone is doing an act of service with me that really fills my tank. Um, but there was one time, this was a couple years ago, I think for my birthday. And I'm not a receiving gifts person. And so when Matt told me, hey, we're going to do all the cleaning for you this weekend for your birthday, I was like, holy cow, I don't have to clean toilets. I don't have to sweep or mop. So that was, that was really good, honey. So my birthday's in a couple months. That's good. It's okay. It's why we had kids. So I'll delegate that to them. Ron, how about you? So for me, at our house, there's a sort of a division of labor, labor, so to speak. Things that she takes care of, things that I take care of. And I have an amazing wife, so I'll just start by saying it's pretty tipped towards her. But <clears throat> there are still things that fall under my umbrella, so to speak. And it's when she does those things for me. You know, I'll come home on a random Tuesday after a long day, and she'll say, I mowed the grass for you, so you can just relax tonight. You know, it's, it's, it's the thought behind it that really mm. fills up my tank. Um, things like, hey, she'll say, just drive my car tomorrow. I'll keep your truck. I'll take it and get it washed, and I'll clean out the inside and things like that. By the way, honey, my truck's filthy. <laughs> <laughs> love so, you. Yeah. <laughs> Her love language is words of affirmation. Is, yeah, I noticed you said, my lovely wife. I get that, yeah. <laughs> So kind of the opposite, as it relates to acts of service, what is something that people have done um, that makes you feel unloved? Um, so a few years ago, Matt and I took a huge leap of faith and we left um, the world of education and went into ministry full time. And uh, it meant we had to sell our house that we had built. And um, I kind of get emotional thinking about this, but we had close family members that didn't agree with what we were doing. And so they said, when you move, don't ask us to help. And that, like, I still have moments now where, you know, I try to love them the best I can. Um, but I think, oh, man, that still hurts today. So, you know, if you don't want to help somebody, just don't tell them. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Yeah, that's a good point. Ron? So for me, it was, it's not necessarily made me feel unloved, but it was something I really struggled with was watching someone I love very much be a servant and be very active at this church. Uh, over the last couple of years, just basically walk away from all of it, walk away from serving, walk away from her faith, and just sort of disappeared. So again, it didn't not necessarily made me feel in love, but it was something I really struggled with. What is one thing that people at the church can do um, with this love language to make you feel more loved in this language and active service? Um, I think. Lots of times, we do an awesome job um, loving our community and loving the world. Um, and I don't want us to get lost in that. So those of us who maybe have the love language of acts of service, um, a plug for home groups. If you're not in a home group, like it's a good way to have that core group of people that when you need an act of service, you know, they will step forward. Um, I can think of a specific time back in September when we had the word I shall not say. Um, and we're sick, and, you know, I did not feel like cooking. I mean, you couldn't taste anything anyway, so why cook? But the kids could. And so we had, <laughs> you know, some, a couple in our church family came and dropped off a meal or whatever. So I guess um, a way that as a church family is don't forget about each other. I mean, we focus on 
you know, our community in, you know, shining Jesus out into the world, but we need to shine Jesus to each other as well. So just to pay attention to yeah, those love absolutely. languages within. Yes, that's good. I will, before Ron, piggyback on that. So when she shared the story about, fam like, our home group helped us move. And so that was that showing acts of service within the church. So, yeah. Sort of along the same lines is, you know, as Christians, we should strive to be more like Jesus every day. And in his heart, Jesus was a servant. So I would just encourage you, if you're not on a team here at the church, or if you're not serving, step out the welcome desk or see Amanda and just get signed up. Be a blessing to the leaders here. It takes a lot to put this on every Sunday and, and do the events that we do throughout the week. So, you know, if you're not, if you want to be a blessing to those leaders, be more like Jesus, sign up to be on a team. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, the coffee doesn't serve itself. Somebody has to make that. Like, but that's a blessing that we receive. It that's, does at Starbucks. You know? so, yeah, that's true. So, all right, guys. That's all the hard questions. Thanks. Yeah. That wasn't too convicting for me, so that's all right. So again, today we're going to talk about acts of service. I'm going to give you a couple ways where I think uh, we can receive God's service to us. I'm also give, going to give you a couple ways that I feel like we can um, show God our love through our acts of service. There's not, um, we, we've done this a little bit in this series, there's not a typical um, main scripture. I'm going to use some different supporting scriptures that I feel God has, has called me to share. So, um, but before we dive in, I'm going to pray, um, yeah, and then I'll give you our points. So God... We thank you for your, for your love languages. We thank you that it's not just one, that it's five. Um, and so we can, um, every person in this room, every person in this world can um, feel your love and, and have a language that's them. So today, God, as we speak about um, acts of service, I just ask that you, you speak to us. Use your scripture. Use my words, God. Just um, be in my head this morning um, and, and, and give out the message that, that you want to give this morning. We just invite your Holy Spirit here this morning. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so again, on your handout, if you want to fill this in, you can. Ways that we can receive love from God through his acts of service is, number one, to accept his service, to accept it. And I know it sounds pretty basic, but I think it's deeper than that. We have to accept what God has for us. So God will give us things, right? Homes, cars, money, like possessions, he will give those. And those are gifts. And I think sometimes those are easier for us to, to receive because they're tangible. But there are some services that God is giving to us that are harder for us to receive because they're not as tangible in our hands. And so, but, but it's important that we accept these as well. I, I, I was thinking of some things. So one thing that, that we can receive that's a gift from God is his protection. But we have to accept his protection. In 2 Thessalonians 3.3, it says, but the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. It's a promise from God. It's a, it's, it's a service that he's giving us. It's not tangible, it's a service. Isaiah 54, 17 says, No weapon forged against you will prevail, and you will refute every tongue that accuses you. So that weapon that forged against, right, that's, that's a protection. He gives us a protection. 
And if you're like me, when I think of protection, there's times where I think I can do it on my own. I think like, oh, I can protect my family, or I can protect myself from, from evil thoughts, or I can protect myself from, from sinful thoughts or sinful actions that I do, and I'm wrong. Like, I can't do it on my own. There's some things in my life that I struggle with all the time when I try to, to protect myself. But when I bring God into this, like, that, he protects me way better than I can protect myself. And so I have to accept that protection. God wants, he wants to protect us. We're his children. He wants to protect us, so we have to accept that. Another thing that is, that is um, a service is healings. We have to accept these healings. Isaiah 41.10, So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. So that strengthen and help. Strengthen is, that is, that is healing us. Helping us, healing us. Jeremiah 33, 6 says, Nevertheless, I will bring health and healing to you. I will heal my people and will let them enjoy abundant peace and security. He's telling us he will heal us. But we have to accept this. I have seen healings happen. I've seen them in the moment. I've seen healings happen over like a period of time, okay? But, there, but if we look at healings in the, in the Bible, I think there are times where we, we kind of doubt that. Like if we see these big miraculous healings like raising people from the dead and, and all that, like it, it happened to humans on earth. Like it can happen, right? And so we, I think sometimes as Christians, we, we get jaded by that. We have to learn to accept that healings can happen. They do happen. Even, even healings that come from other people, like say a doctor, like those are healings from God. Scripture says all good things come from above. So when you get healed, like you may, I'm not saying don't take medicine. That medicine may be, com may be coming from God. That doctor's advice may be coming from God. But we have to learn to accept those healings. Another, another service that God wants to, to give to us is love. 1 John, there's two verses, 4.19 and 4.8. One says, we love because he, God, first loved us. And then it just says, God is love. It's a service. Sometimes love comes with gifts and it comes with these things, but it's really a service. It's that feeling that we get from God that, that he loves us. And so I thought about this, like a marriage relationship or a, like a dating relationship is really a, a two-way street, right? So my wife was up here, I'll just use her and I as this example. So when we first started dating, like if, if I loved her, for us to get married, she essentially has to receive that love, right? It's a two-way street. I can't just say, oh, well, like I love her and if, if if she didn't love me back and she didn't receive that love, it wouldn't work. And so the same thing is with God, right? God loves us, but we have to receive that love. If we don't receive that love, then there's no relationship there. Does that make sense? We have to receive it and accept it because it's a two-way street. And so it's important for us to understand that, that love is from God 
It's a service that he's giving us. We need to accept it. The last thing I'll kind of go through this quick is is blessings, non-tangible blessings. We need to accept those. Philippians 4.19 says, "And And my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Jesus Christ, or in Christ Jesus. And so God is going to give us blessings. He might give us gifts as a blessing, but he might give us services as, as in a form of a blessing. And we have to, to learn to accept those blessings as well. And so accepting those, accepting the, 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 the services that God gives us. And I think sometimes, I know some of us raise our hand that receiving acts of service is good for us, but there are times where I feel as a, as a church, as a big C church, as Christians, that it's hard for us to receive and accept from God because we get, and I'm not saying it's wrong, but we get in these mindsets, and my wife kind of talked about it, I think, with her, one of her answers. We get in these mindsets, mindsets of, I have to give, I have to give, I have to give. And I'm not saying that's wrong, that is good. But there are times God wants to give to us, and so we have to accept that. We have to accept protection. We have to accept healings and blessings, and we have to accept his love. It's okay. I think somebody in here needs to hear that today, that it's okay to receive a service from God. It's totally a fine. It doesn't always have to be about us pouring out or giving out. So that was, that was the first point there, is we can, we can receive by um, accepting his service. And the second one is we can receive God's service by believing in his service. Believing in his service. Mark eleven twenty four 24 says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. You have to believe it. James 1, 6 says, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. We must believe that God wants good for us. We must believe that. And this really has to do with with the word that I call faith. Believing that God wants to give us an act of service is all about faith. Because again, I talk about faith is is belief in things that, that are unseen. I've never seen somebody raised from the dead. Never seen it. But I believe that it can happen. That's the healings. I believe that that those things can happen. And and, and again, when we talk about like an act of service and we compare that to a gift, a gift is easier to believe because we can see it happen. If somebody gives me a gift, it's there and I can see it. But an act of service is sometimes hard to be seen, but they still are there. We have to believe that God wants to give us love and, and protection. And, and, all, and I've just listed four things, and it's, it's way more than that. It's a lot more than that. We sang this. I wrote this down. I'm a little off my notes right now, but because I, I wrote this down. The second song that we sang, it said, I believe I will see the goodness of the Lord. And so we have to believe it. 
God is good and he's always good, but we have to believe that the things that he's doing, the services that he's giving us, we have to believe in those. This was, um, we talked about faith a little bit too. This was, I have a little daily calendar and I flipped it, when I flipped it over to today, when I came in this morning, it was Romans eleven six, And this is kind of, I don't know if it's exact, but it's kind of a paraphrase, but it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so when we talk about believing that things will happen, it's that faith. If we want to please God, then we better believe that he has acts of service for us, that he wants to serve us. If we look in the Bible, I'm in, I am in um, Numbers right now, and so it's basically the story of Moses and the Israelites. He's moving them. They're, they're in the middle of the wilderness now, you know, and, and Moses led them out of Egypt, led them out of slavery, and they basically wandered in the desert for 40 years, and they're in the middle of this now. But I thought about Moses in this. Moses had a belief that God had good for him and those people. He couldn't see it, right? And there are times where the Israelites, where they're, they're doubting, and God gave them signs, and even the Israelites, they denied some of those signs, but Moses never did. And the people around Moses, they, didn't, they believed in the service that God had for them. They believed that God was going to eventually give them the promised land. He believed that. And so I think that's what we have to do. We have to believe that God has good for us. So those are the two ways that we can receive love through God's act of service. One is to accept it, and the other is to believe that it can happen. And so now if we shift gears, we're going we're to talk about a couple ways that we can show our love to God through our acts of service to him. And so the first way, right, it says ways that we can show love to God through acts of service. The first one is to do something. Do something. Do something. The scripture, there's a couple of scriptures with this. The first one I like is James 2, 14 through 18. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of them says, go in peace, keep warm and well fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? It's no good. Hey, go, oh yeah, I'll pray for you. Go, go ahead. But they don't, still don't have any clothes or food. It says, in the same way, faith by itself is not accomplished by action, it is dead. If faith is not accomplished or accompanied by action, it is dead. But someone will say, you have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds and I will show you my faith by my deeds. And so our deeds, our actions, that's doing something. When we, if we want to show God's love, right? Because God gave us, we're, we're made in the image of God. So all five of these love languages God has. So he wants for us to do service to him. And so when I thought about this, there's, there's two ways, right? That we, can, that we can show an act of service to God. One way is by giving an act of service to somebody else, to other people right? Doing good for others, helping those in need, helping the less fortunate, 
The Bible talks a lot about, about helping the um, orphans and widows, people that are in need, right? The orphans and widows in the Bible are that example of, of people that are in need. So helping those in need, us doing an act of service for somebody in need is a way that we can show God our love through an act of service. Uh, missions and outreach trips. Those are a good way. We've got the one coming up um, in April. They're going. There's a team of, I think, 16 that are going on that trip. And so that's, that's a service to them. And I know this, may, this might sound like a gift a little bit too, but we can also serve that on that mission trip by, by helping financially for them to go. And I know it sounds well, and it, and it, might, we might be, it might be a gift, but that's also, to me, that's when they go down there, they can serve because they're able to go because we're able to, to do plane tickets and stuff. So, so supporting them financially, yeah, it's a gift, but it, to me, it's also a service. Ron talked about this. I think Lori did it too, but it's serving in the local church, right? We can do things for, for the, the, the sick and the, the widows and the orphans, but we can also do things for each other in the church. God loves that. It's acts of service in our own church. And so we have teams that you can serve on. And that's one of our big beliefs here at Lighthouse is, is serving. And it's not because, oh, we, we don't want to do the work, like Pastor Clint and I and all the staff, we don't want to do the work. It's because we want it to, this is, we want this, this isn't Pastor Clint's church or this isn't my church. This is our church. And so when we do, when we serve, it more becomes our church. We want everybody in this room, everyone that, that, that comes to Lighthouse, it to be their church. One of those ways you can do it is to serve. And, we, and when you do that, it's an act of service, yeah, to other people, but it's also an act of service to God. And so we, we have an opportunity. There are 20-some service teams that we have. There's a, there's a packet. When we go to the newcomers class, we hand out a packet, but we've made some more packets that are out on the Welcome Center as well. And if you're saying, you know what? I do. I want to serve God through my local church. There's a sheet out there, and you can sign up. And you just put your name out there. Um, and if you're in our system, if you fill out a Connect card with it, uh, I will get a hold of you, and we'll talk about where do you want to serve, and we'll get you signed up for a team. And again, this is not about... It's not about, hey, come serve because we don't want to do anything. It's about your way to show God that you love him through an act of service, through an act of service. I'll share this, this um, scripture with you. It's from John um, chapter 21, several verses here. It says, when they had finished eating... This is Jesus and his disciples. When they had finished eating, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, and when he says Simon Peter, we think of it mostly as Peter. This is Peter of the Bible. Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my lambs. Again, Jesus said, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He answered, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. Jesus, um, Jesus said, take care of my sheep. And then a third time, a third time, he said to him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was hurt because Jesus asked him a third time, do you love me? 
He said, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said, feed my sheep. And so the point is there is Jesus saying, if you love me, serve. Serve. Feed my sheep. And I like that scripture when we talk about, about serving the local church because he's saying Jesus, the son of God, is not a widow or an orphan, right? He, he doesn't need, he's like, we don't think of Jesus as being, I mean, he's a lamb, but he's not the, the, the needy, right? And he's serving Jesus. And so that's what we need to do. We can show God that we love him by serving, serving others, serving worldwide, but also serving in our local church. It's an act of service. I'll cut touch on this without, right? We can, we can serve, we can do something for others, but there's also a way that we can show God love through a service by what I would call, I made this term up, well, I mean, it's words, but internal service. Internal service to God. And so some of those things are like fasting. Fasting is a service to God. I know we just came off a few weeks ago of, of a 21-day fast, but that's a good spiritual discipline that can show God that we love him. It's an internal service that I'm giving to God. Another way that we can serve God is just by doing what he tells us to do. And the more you know God, this is kind of a side note, the more you know God, the more you'll know his voice. You're saying, well, I don't know what God's telling me to do. Like, that's okay. You'll practice it. You'll learn it. If you have questions with that, ask myself, ask Clint. Like, we will do classes on hearing from God. You can hear from God. But when he tells us to do things, that's an act of service to God. It's just obeying him. Our lead pastor, Pastor Clint, who's sitting up here, he left his job twice for God, for ministry jobs. He left, I'll even say, a pretty lucrative job at the hospital to come into ministry. Then he left a job that, that as we talked, that was in ministry at, at a previous church was probably comfortable. He left that because God told him, start a church in Elkhart. It's just listening to God. It's a service to God. There's a couple in this church that moved from their house over in like the South Bend, Mishawaka area closer to Elkhart because they wanted to serve this church. They knew the church was planted. They came with the church plant. And so they moved to come because God was telling them, go with this church, go be closer to it. And so they did that. That's an act of service to God. It's an internal service to God to show him, I'm going to serve you, God, because I love you. Those are big deals. So do something. You want to show God your love through service? Do something. And then the last one, that uh, ways that we can show love to God through acts of service is to check our motives. Check our motives. I'll go through this quick. In Colossians 3, 23, it says, whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as working for the Lord and not for human masters. So when we serve, when we serve, whether it's other people or we're serving ourselves, check our motives and do it because of God. Do it with, I would say, do it without complaining. Do it without the, the ex expectation of getting a reward on the other end of it. Like if I, if, I, if I serve my wife 
and I say, sweep the floor or whatever, hey, see what I did for you? Like, that's not going to fill her love tank. It's not going to fill God's love tank either. Like, I'm not doing it because I want to be seen to do it. I'm doing it because I love God, and I'm just giving him an act of service. And so when we, when we serve, we want to show God's love, we need to check our motives. We, we don't do it for you. Do it for them. Do it for God. Well, that's it for today's message. We hope we helped you know God more intimately. If you feel our ministry is helping you spiritually, feel free to find out more about us at lighthouseofinner.church. Thank you for being part of our family, and we will see you next time.